Okay, I'm going to jump back into the readings. It's been a little while, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, make sure that I do complete this one article. This article is in the Journal of Jungian Scholarly Studies, Volume 17, 2022, and it's written by John G. Corlett. It's a leadership framework derived from the ideas of C.G. Jung or Carl Jung. Read the introduction the first time. The literature review was rather large, um, important piece. The Young points to a leadership framework. That particular section, we read uh, the four subsections, and those were you know five to seven minutes a piece. And um, then we read leadership behavior. Um, some bulleted points, and uh, then implications of the framework for leadership theory and practice. And now we're down to a touchy subject. So I have purposely, I'm reading this blind. In other words, I've kind of skimmed over everything a bit, but I have not gone into depth analysis of everything. Um, so you're going to hear my reactions right along with it. And I say that as a disclaimer because this particular section is about young the framework and the issue of racism. So let's dive in. As seen above in the prestige case, Jung uh, used the terms primitive and primitives in his analysis of the behaviors of cult and culture of a group of indigenous people unidentified as to time or place. In view of present-day conversations in the scholarly community about cultural and racial insensitivity, Jung's use of these terms clearly requires comment. Looking at the broad range of Jung's work, many in the depth psychology community identify what they view as underlying tendency in Jung's writings toward racist interpretations of the behaviors and capacities of non-Europeans. Convinced of this propensity, some have raised questions about whether it undermines the validity of some of Jung's central ideas, e.g. the archetypal structure of the collective unconscious and individuation. Others have argued that while some of his work does evince an attitude of racism, the value of the underlying ideas can be preserved by redeveloping and reinterpreting them in a consciously non-racist manner. It is far beyond both the scope of the present study and the research and the reach of Mike's expertise in these matters to resolve such an important debate. The issue that can be examined here is whether the concerns raised about racism in Jung's work invalidate using the prestige case for the purposes of illustrating a theory of leader and leadership. So they're basically saying there's two major studies they're going and tracking through this whole thing. And they're wondering if one of them can actually work with race or not. In writing the prestige case, Jung made three references to the primitive and three to primitives. In my mind, five of these observations are essentially factual, advancing the narrative about the development of personality and making no deleter de deleterious or derogatory, you might say, observations about primitives or judgments comparing primitives negatively to other peoples. The sixth, however, may imply that primitives lay lag behind moderns in the, de to the, in the degree to which they are differentiated from the collective psyche. 
taken thusly, the reference suggests that racism had affected Young's objectivity. In no way seeking to excuse the disturbing implications of the last point, I argue, nonetheless, that there is enough theoretical merit in the prestige case to justify having drawn on it. This conclusion is arguably bolstered by the fact noted above that the theoretical thrust of the prestige case is thoroughly corroborated by that of the personality case. So he deals with this idea of racism, which I think is very important moving forward um, because he is going to look at specific applications to people um, who are who would be well-known names at around the family dinner table and it's just going to be good uh, moving forward to um, take a look at the applications in light of the fact of whether or not Young actually did have an ounce of racism in him is beyond me and I just would like to make a couple comments about it real quick if I may number one um Everybody is usually uh, beholden, if you might want to say, or biased a little bit to their own region. Um, I don't think anybody in America can deny the fact that we all wear around our local baseball hats, uh, you know, football jerseys, whether or not they're professional sports or college sports, some areas of the country. There's no such thing as anything else except for college football. And so um, we're all, we all have our own biases in our own way to our own particular area. And I don't know that I would see anything different than that in what I've read so far of Young. I know, like I've said before, he said some amazing things and he said some okay things. But there are so many amazing things he said that his uh, theory keeps coming around. And um, so I'm not sure that I would say anything negatively about that in light of his times and when he lived. Um, you know, we've even, we even have jokes today about talking about people from non-European countries. Um, you know comedians are always joking about how they go to England, for instance, and they just consider us Americans, you know, kind of a lower class or something like that. Um, you know, it's just, it's just jokes and it's just, um, particular to where people live. Um, I don't think it's anything necessarily from what I've read so far of him and in this article to label him as, um, a bigot or a racist. I'll also say this. I know someone personally and have uh, sold books for him actually who was the uh was two steps removed from Young and this man uh is from Asia has a very Asian name and uh has built his career um knowing um various cultures and uh, was a leader in the American Psychi Psychological Association when it came to culture in, the, in that area. And uh, he was just two steps removed. In fact, he, his mentor studied with Carl Jung. So um, I don't really know that it would hold water to apply broadly based on one study and one particular use of a term 
you have to remember at the beginning of sociology, we were trying to come up with terms. We're trying to make terms to uh, ex- to uh, explain what we had been examining and, and studying. Um, just like today, a lot of people will say postmodernity, postmodern, um, is turning back. It's like turning back the tables in a lot of ways in culture to what we would consider pre-modern societies, societies that didn't go through the expansion and the renaissance and all the things that happened in western europe over the years all of that became kind of a uh, all the modernity and everything that went through there came through to post-modernity and post-modernity starting to look like cultures that are pre-modern well if you're in a country or area of the world that didn't go through everything that western europe went through in the last two thousand years well you could take offense at me saying pre-modern um and that's not what I mean by the term. And so we have to keep bear in mind that these terms are evolving over time. Um, third world countries aren't even called third world anymore. A lot of times now they're called majority world countries um, because it is the majority world. So there are there's a constant evolution basically of our terminology as we get better at examining what we're examining. And so I think for that matter we need to give Carl Jung a break on this one. Um, even the author of this meta-analysis here. Um, it's not just an analysis of one work, it's analysis of many of his works and many people who are writing about his works. So it is a meta-analysis. Even he, he, this person is saying he can't really find sufficient grounds to say that Carl Jung was racist. So let's just be careful with some of those terms and just bear in mind 200 years ago um, there was different vocabulary. All right, I hope you have a great day today.